You are listening to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast, episode number 51. And today is our third part in our series all about stress. So I've had a great time bringing you these stress episodes, and we've gotten a lot of great reviews. So thank you for those who went over to iTunes and gave us a review. And so please, I'm asking you, I know you're driving, but when you get to your destination, stop for a moment and go over to iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to our podcast. And please leave us a rating and review. It really does help us to rank up. And we're trying to get this podcast out globally this year. So it would do my heart happy. So with no further ado, let's dive into part three. Do you suffer from secondhand stress and how does stress affect a healthy nutritional plan? Well, women, it's time for a new perspective on women's health. A time to understand that your greatest wealth is your health. A time to make self-care your number one priority. A time to recognize that good health is the only way to live your best life and do all that you can in this world. So join me on this journey where we'll explore women's health topics from a medical provider's viewpoint. Have conversations about everyday healthy lifestyle options and enjoy interviews with other well women we can all learn from. It's time to demystify women's health and learn practical ways to apply self-care to every part of our lives. This is the Well Woman Lifestyle Podcast, and I'm your host, Michelle Broad, certified women's and adult nurse practitioner, daughter, wife, mother, and all-out women's health enthusiast. So you ready to start the journey? Let's go. Well, welcome back ladies. And this is part three of our three-part series where we're talking all about stress. And I just want to say thank you because I've been getting a lot of great um, feedback that you guys have loved this series on stress. You've loved the podcasts about it. You've loved the articles that we've been writing and you've actually liked the freebie. So I've also got some comments. People say, oh my gosh, Michelle, it's 70. You want us to read 70 tips? Let me tell you, ladies, the um, 70 simple and easy stress buster tips are just that. Most of them are just like one sentences or two sentences. They're not really long tips. So even though 70 sounds like it might be, you know, take you all day to go through, it won't. It'll take you just a few minutes to glance at them and find some. So I encourage you because it goes along very well with these three episodes and you can find it over again at www.wellwomannetwork.com forward slash episode 51 or on 50 or on 49 because it's on each one of those pages. So please go there, check it out, and um, then let us know what you think, okay? Because your opinions foster this podcast and how we move in the forward direction. So today, like I said last week, we're going to be talking about, um, are you at risk for secondhand stress? And then I want to end with how does stress sabotage a healthy nutritional plan? Because, you know, I love to combine health and business and, um, because they both, you know, are interchangeable. You can't run a successful business or be a successful business woman if you don't have your health. And um, they're just they're just mutually, you know, inclusive of one another. And you know, we've been talking about this stress topic because I just get a lot of questions around it, and I just see so many people today who are so stressed out over just everything and anything. And you know, I can't tell people not to worry. 
you know, that's just not my thing. But I often say when people are talking to me about worrying and about stress, let's really dissect it and let's find out what's really at the core of your stress. Because sometimes it's not even your own stress that you're stressing out about. Okay. It's about somebody else's stress. And that's what we're going to learn about today. We're going to talk about secondhand stress. And like I said, ladies, you know, I know that we live in a world where stress is an everyday thing. Okay. And most of us are dealing dealing with it on some level every single day. And part of the reason um, that we have and that we see so much stress in the world is because stress can be contagious. You know, it's kind of like the old saying, you know, misery loves company. Well, stress begets stress. Um, It's not contagious like, you know, a virus is, but it can be passed on from person to person just by being around someone else who's always negative, anxious, or is stressed out in of themselves. It's hard to be calm around this kind of stressful negativity. Okay. Secondhand stress is more common than you might think. It is something that you need to think about whenever you're finding yourself extra anxious or stressed out when you can't really figure out what the stress is all about. Because if you understand secondhand stress, ladies, you can do a lot to overcome it and to live a happier life. Okay. So let's dive into what are the basics of secondhand stress. Secondhand stress, ladies, happens when we live in an interconnected society and because we are affected by the emotions of those around us. Scientists have actually discovered that there are brain nerves called mirror neurons that try to synchronize our brain to match those around us. This means that if we can synchronize and relate only to calm people around us, or we can synchronize our brains to those that are stressed and subconsciously passing that stress onto you. So, you know, the old saying that, you know, you, that, that you, what is it, that your income is, is the subtotal of the, of the five people that you hang around the most income, kind of like the same type of thing. You know, if you are always, um, hanging around people who are stressed out, then more than likely you're going to be stressed out. And I know that's true for me because when I go to work, I try to, you know, have and make, or I shouldn't say try to, I try to make a calming environment for everybody because when we're all in a state of calm, it's so much easier. So if a patient comes in and starts getting everybody riled up, you know, I take it on and just say, Hey, okay, everybody, let's just take a breather here. Let's calm down. That just happened. It's gone. And let's move on to the rest of our day. And let's not sit here and, um, ruminate over one bad patient when we've got 30 more to go. So, you know, sometimes you have to take those situations into your own hands and you have to kind of turn them around. And sometimes you have to do that in your own family as well. Okay. Um, secondhand stress was first identified in the workplace where people, where people were surrounded by those who were extra rushed and busy, took on the characteristics of the person they were exposed to people around someone who are stressed out, become stressed out themselves because under pressure You feel like that you have to work as hard as that person or be just as productive as they are. So I don't know if you've ever have like, you know, somebody who's just like that type A person in the office and, um, or you have a type A boss and everybody is trying to, you know, live up to that expectation or that standard. So everybody's constantly stressed out all the time. So, you know, if that is the case, then try to see, you know, are there things that you can do to change that situation? 
Okay. Sometimes we can't, sometimes we can. I mean, for me, I'll tell you how I deal with it at my office a lot of the time too. And you can ask any of my coworkers, I put it in my headphones when I'm at work. So, I mean, I take them out and I go see the patient and I do all that stuff. But when I come back and I'm sitting at my desk and I'm doing my charting, nine times out of 10, you can see me sitting there charting with my headphones on and I've got my music going. And I have my happy music, my country Western music that I love. And I'm just listening to that as I'm charting. It helps me tune out all the things that are around me. Or I'll just pick up sometimes and go outside and just take a quick breather to get away from the stress and the tension. I mean, we all have it, but we've got to find ways around it. Okay. Okay. So this phenomenon has been found to extend beyond the non-working issues or the workplace issues, okay? When our family or our friends are stressed out, we can experience secondhand stress as well that lasts far beyond the nine to five of the job. It ends up being a negative cycle in which we feed off of each other's anxieties and stressed out feelings. It can be damaging to our relationships and it even it can become more solidified and cause a lot more problems to happen as we're going along. And I don't know, sometimes like, you know, if you take the stress home from work and you go home, you know, and you're just, you're in a grumpy mood and you take it out on your loved ones, you know, your husband or your significant other or your children, or they may say something that really doesn't cause you to react, you know, flip off the handle, but you flip off the handle anyways, you know, because you've just had a very bad day. So A thing that you can do too is, you know, as you're driving home or when you pull into your driveway, sit for a few minutes and just kind of, you know, gather yourself, you know, and regroup and leave the crap of the day, you know, in the car or outside and start fresh when you go into your homes or wherever you're going. Because, you know, the people in our homes are not the same people at our, at our work and they weren't around us all day and they don't deserve the, um, you know, to be stressed out over our stresses, you know, and there's another thing too. a lot of us women, you know, who are career women and in general, you know, you just take the, you take the office home and you sit there with your spouse and you're telling them all the stress that you have at your job, all the negativity that's going on. And I think over time it, it, it can happen and they can start to feel it too. I know when my husband was working, And he was at a job and he hated his job. And it's the same thing with me. He hated his job. So every day when he come home from work, he was just telling me about like all the stuff that happened at work and happened. And after a while, I just, I kind of just didn't, I wasn't looking forward to him coming home because I just didn't want to hear it anymore. And I remember doing the same thing when I was unhappy at my, my last job, not the one that I'm currently at, but my last one, I would just come home every day and just say, leave me alone. I'm in a bad mood. I had a bad day, you know, and it just, it rubs off on them. It doesn't make them want to be around us. So, you know, what you need to do is, like I said, just recognize these stressors. Cause we talked about in episode one about acute versus chronic stress. Okay. Acute stress is what, what's meant to happen. It's the normal phenomena of reaction in our body, but it becomes set. It becomes chronic stress when we let all of those little stressors that are supposed to be just minute in and out of our lives, when we let them sit there and ruminate over and over and over for time, and we're stressing out for days on end about issues that we really shouldn't be. Okay. So those are things, you know, and we talked about those chronic stress can come from, you know, finances, from health issues, from family issues, from other things. 
But then you can have this third type of stress, this secondhand stress. So maybe things are going great at your home, or maybe you don't have any of those issues that are causing you to be stressed out, but then you go to your job and you meet negative Nelly every single day. You know, the one I'm talking about that has nothing positive to say and always is complaining. And then it starts to rub off on you and you start to see yourself becoming a little bit jaded and that's what happens. So and you start to feel anxious and you're wondering why. So that's why I said, you know, it may not always be, the stress may not always be something that you are causing for yourself. It could be something that somebody else is causing for you and you just don't even know it. Okay. So like you can become stressed out by stories of family members who provide you with negativity in every situation. You can become negative or stressed out when, you know, you are meeting, uh, when you're trying to deal with everybody else's health issues, and maybe they're not necessarily your own health issues. So there's a lot of ways that stress can creep into our lives without us knowing it. Okay. So secondhand stress can not only affect you, but like I said, it can affect all the people around you. It can affect your children. It can affect your spouses. It can affect other people at your job, you know, and I see this sometimes at my job too. I see that there's sometimes there's a negative person and, you know, my staff is doing really good. And then this negative person will enter into our space and then she starts with her naggy, naggy, naggy. And then I see my, my team start to have that same effect and start to get in a piss poor mood as well. And I'm like, okay, no, that's not going to happen. You know, you need to remove that person. And sometimes the people around us don't even know that they're doing it. So we need to bring it up to them and say, Hey, you know what? I understand that you're having a hard time here, but maybe you need to go talk to somebody about it and figure out, you know, how you can resolve the issues that you're having instead of just coming and, you know, bringing up those issues with every other person, because they're not having those issues. And when you're bringing up those issues all the time, you're causing problems to happen on the team. So if you manage a team and you lead a team or you guide a team, it's really important to really understand and really get a handle on the secondhand stress because it can be a big one that dives into um, your team dynamics and it can quickly, quickly, like a cancer spread into a good team and bring it down. So what do you do to protect yourself from the negative impact of stress on the body? We've talked about it a little bit, but first it involves you knowing that you cannot always fix somebody else's stress. Okay. They may be dealing with something that is just way above and beyond what you can handle or what you can help them with. So it's okay to empathize with it and say, Hey, I understand. But maybe what you need to do is like I said earlier, you need to point it out to them and have them maybe go seek out counseling or talk to the head boss or whatever it is so that they're not, you know, just sucking out all the life out of you and taking away your joy or other people's joy as well. Okay. So you may have to avoid the people who have stresses in their lives that you can't handle. There are just some people who are always negative and who seem to pass on their toxicity to everyone around them. And these people aren't the people that you want to be around for very long. And I'm sure All of us have those kind of people or have known those kind of people, you know, and it's like, you'll, you'll hear, you know, I'm going to, I've got to clean out my closet. I've got to clean out my, my, um, address book of these kind of people, or like on Facebook, you just have to unfriend some of these people who are just negative Nellies all the time and have nothing good to say, because there are just some of those kind of people that exist. Number two, 
You need to maintain a positive attitude around those who always seem to be negative. By carrying on a positivity in your mindset, you deflect the negativity when it shows up for you. So you don't have to ignore the person altogether, but you can reflect an aura of positivity that might just rub off on them. And number three, you can try using humor to deflect any negative attitude that comes your way. Now, I don't know if you're, if you're quick on your feet with the humor, but I'm not, but if you're one of those people, you know, you can turn something negative into something funny and, you know, and have a laugh. And that a lot of times will diffuse it. Like I said, a lot of times these people don't even know that they are, you know, causing stress for somebody else. All right. So you can also try compassion and become a trusted person in whom the negative person confides in. But here's the thing. Don't always let yourself be the sounding board forever and forever with these type of people. Because, you know, if you let somebody confide in you and you listen to them and you offer some advice or you offer some, you know, resolution to the problem. And of course, you know, they come up with all the excuses, you know, the wall goes up and it's, but or however, or whatever those words are, you know, and nothing that you're going to do is going to change them or help the situation, then you need to nip it in the bud. Okay. So you need to say to them, you know, I've tried to talk to you about this situation and, you know, nothing that I'm saying is resonating with you. So really, I don't think there's a point in us discussing it anymore, you know, in a nice way, because like I said, you know, you have to kind of nip it in the bud. Otherwise these toxic people are going to just keep on going and going and going because a lot of times they don't know that they're toxic. Okay. So there you have it. That is secondhand stress. Secondhand stress is caused by other people putting their stress onto you. Very different than the other two types of stress. So you've got the three. So let's recap again, just so in case you missed it, you've got your acute stress that happens in those crisis moments, the flight or fight response. Then you've got your chronic stress that can be, you know, illness, money issues, relationship problems, health, all of that kind of stuff. And then you have secondhand stress. So, you know, with any of these, with the, with the chronic stress and with the secondhand stress, there is room for us to do something about it. Ladies, you know, you have to just dive in there sometimes and take the bull by the horns and try to figure out how you can diffuse some of these things because over time, stress can kill you. It can lead to a lot of chronic diseases that you don't necessarily want to end up with. Okay. And we talked about some of those in earlier podcast. Okay. So now I want to talk to you about how to stress sabotage a healthy nutritional plan. Okay. Because I find this is another big issue with my women who come to see me and who I coach. They all are complaining about that. They can't take off the weight or they're trying this or they're trying that and nothing is working. Well, first of all, I wouldn't try to, you know, to lose weight or to change my eating habits or anything else like that. If I'm in a crisis situation, or if I'm going through a stress full time, like I have people who come in and they'll tell me, oh, I want to quit smoking and we'll sit there and we'll start talking. And then they'll go, oh, but I'm going through a divorce. Okay. Well, I don't think it's really a great time for you to quit smoking when you're going through a divorce because smoking has been your, um, you know, your go-to thing to help you with stress. So I don't think you're going to quit smoking right now. And then what happens is when you don't quit smoking, then you beat yourself up and you've got one more thing to worry about. So in order for change to come about with anything, it has to be the right timing. But here's, I want to talk to you about how stress plays a big factor in that area. 
So stress has been scientifically, again, scientifically, you know, I love that word, shown to have many effects on the body. Ruining an otherwise healthy nutritional plan is just one of the main consequences of being too stressed. Embarking on a new weight loss plan or simply improving an existing one can be challenging and stressful for anyone at the best of times. Okay. And when I'm saying that changing things is stressful, I don't mean that like is a bad thing, or that's like one of those stressors that we've been talking about. Okay. Changes take time. So, you know, even if you are embarking on that, it's going to take some time for you to put those healthy habits into place. But once stress enters into that, if you're just new onto that path, it can veer you off that path very quickly and easily. Okay. Cause when we are stressed, our nutrition is one of the first aspects to be affected, whether that is hardly eating at all, because some people when they're stressed out, just don't eat at all. Or for some people they eat too much. Okay. This extra food is more likely to be comfort food because it makes us feel good. Ladies, right? Chocolate cake, chocolate pudding, you know, ice cream, all that fun stuff. If you've been only for a short period of time, therefore stress can be a huge barrier to eating healthy, and it can actually sabotage a healthy nutritional plan completely in several different ways. So first of all, various studies have shown that stress affects the brain and our neural pathways in particular. So when we're stressed, we want to feel better quickly, right? And eating comfort food provides that instant hit of feel good. Oh yeah, baby. When you eat that chocolate cake, you feel good, right? So in that situation, we may relish eating a pack of donuts and we may know that it's not a sensible idea. We know in our brain that we should be going for that healthy apple or something better, but you know what? This is what the brain is saying. The brain is saying, if you eat the donut, you will feel much better instantly, Michelle. So go have the donut, eat the donut, Michelle, eat the donut. You will feel better. See, my brain wants me to eat the donut. It's so it's easy to see how the donut usually ends up winning nine times out of 10 when we're stressed. However, this does not lead to a healthy nutritional plan for the long haul, particularly if we have a stressful diet and regularly find ourselves reaching for sugary, unhealthy options. Okay. So the more stressed out you are more of the time, you're more likely going to be reaching for things that are not healthy because your brain wants to feel good. And those comfort foods make it feel good. Okay. When we are experiencing stressful situations, ladies, whether it's at home or it's at work, our brain capacity is taken up by dealing with that situation. So unless you have been following a healthy nutritional plan for a substantial period of time, and it's become a habit, it requires effort and motivation to maintain a sensible plan. So this can be incredibly difficult to maintain when you are stressed for many reasons. It may be that after a long day and working late, that carton of ice cream seems far more appealing than cooking a healthy meal for dinner. Okay. And we've all been there. So I'm not saying that, that we don't go there. Okay. I, it happens to me too. Another way that stress can disrupt a healthy nutritional plan is through the lack of sleep that it can lead to. If we are stressed and distracted, we frequently may find it hard to sleep. This lack of sleep can ruin the next day and it can make us much less productive than we would have normally been. These effects can include relying on caffeine to stay awake. Several coffees, especially lattes and such like can easily outweigh any progress that you have made on your healthy eating program. 
Similarly, ladies, if we are sleep deprived, we are incredibly unlikely to fancy going to the gym after a day at work. Okay. But that's for some of us because me, exercise is my cheap therapy. And when I'm stressed out, that's where I'm heading. I'm heading to the gym. But for a lot of people, they just want to go home, sit on the couch with that carton of ice cream and, you know, and just have a pity party. So this lack of exercise combined with less healthy eating can cause the pounds to increase rather quickly and without notice. Okay. Cause I find this so much of the time in my practice, women will come in and they'll just say, Oh my God, you know, I don't know how I've gained these 10 pounds. I don't know how I've gained these 20 pounds. I mean, I'm eating the same. I'm doing nothing different. Okay. Well, maybe you're not doing anything different, but maybe you're stressed out more. And when you're stressed out, we learned that you're going to have increased cortisol and increased cortisol is going to have you have increased insulin, which is going to cause you to have more belly fat. And it's going to be harder to lose that fat when you are stressed out. So maybe you might be eating, you know, the same portions, which I highly doubt it because again, when we're stressed out, we're usually reaching for things that are not healthy and we're telling ourselves that it's okay. Okay. That's another thing that we do. We, we, you know, we want to lie to ourselves. We don't want to be truthful with ourselves. Okay. That's just the hardest, we're one of the hardest people to be truthful with, but that's usually what's happening. Okay. So when you don't sleep, it also causes you to reach for all those unhealthy things, those quick pick-me-ups, you know, sugar, carbs, coffee, you know, some people use alcohol, you know, whatever it is for you. We're usually not reaching for the good stuff to help us de-stress. Okay. So the scientific explanation behind this is due to levels of specific hormones in your body. We have hormones that tell us when we're hungry, when it is time to eat, and when we are full. So the first hormone is called gerlin, and it tells us when it when it's dinner time and when we should eat. If we sleep, if we're sleep deprived, we produce more gerlin. At the same time, the hormone leptin tells us when we've had enough to eat and that we should stop and we feel full. But a lack of sleep often results in less of this hormone. So lack of sleep means we think it's time to eat more often, and we think that we need to eat more than what we do. So even the most motivated of people and healthy eaters will struggle to fight against these hormonal changes. Okay. So you have a lot of hormonal changes as well when you're stressed out, which can lead to a lot of other things. So here you see ladies, all of this combined means that stress can lead to not only ill health with your, with other things, but it can also lead to you gaining weight and feeling very unproductive. And that turns into bad business tactics because when we are sleep deprived, we're not really running our businesses that great. When we feel sluggish, we're not that clear with our memory. That's due to a lot of hormonal changes that are happening. So we're not at the peak. So here's what I'm trying to say. I know, like I said, in several of the episodes I've been talking about, you know, we can't avoid stress, but it's how you react to stress. Find things that are going to help you to relieve stress, get a stress relief packet going for you, whatever it is, whether it's listening to music, whether it's coming home and taking, um, you know, a, a Epsom salt bath, whether it's hopping in the shower, whether it's going and getting your nails done, whether it's going and getting a massage, all of these things are what they're self-care, you know? Okay. Let's put it self-care. Taking care of ourselves helps reduce stress. So here's your action item for today. Go download the 70 simple and doable stress busters. Circle 
at least 10 of them on that from that list of 70. And trust me, I know you can find some of them, but circle 10 of them. And then I want you to make yourself a stress release box. Okay. And what this is, is you put some things in your box that are going to help you relieve stress during stressful times. Like for me, when I'm at my office, I put in my headphones. I have my aromatherapy that I've mixed up that has a little bit of lavender in it. It has some peppermint in it. It has some balance. It has some serenity. And I put it in a little roller ball and I'll roll that on my, on my wrist and I'll just smell that. Or I just open the bottle. And then I've got another one in my purse that I made. That's an aerosol one that I just spritz in my car. Um, when I come home from work, if I've had a stressful day, I sit in my car for like five to 10 minutes and I play a game on my phone just to get myself out of that zone. Or I come home and I'll tell my husband, Hey, I'm going to go to the gym for a little bit. And I go and I work out or, you know, he knows that if I'm in, I love taking baths. So when it's um, wintertime, it's, it's great for me. And I'll read for half an hour in the bathtub. It's just my quiet time. And he knows not to bother me. So you've got to just figure out what it is for you that helps you de-stress because this world is full of stress simple things, whether it's acute stress, whether it's chronic stress, whether it's secondhand stress. So you've got to figure out ways to help yourself with that. So I hope that you've gained some knowledge, you know, from episode number 49, what are stress hormones and how do they work in our body and what are they doing inside of our body? And then in episode number 50, I talked to you about the 12 signs that maybe you're stressed out and you need to take a chill pill. And then today we went over chronic, you know, we went over secondhand stress and we went over how a stress can affect a healthy nutritional plan because food is at the core of who we are. So I wanted to show you how stress can affect you with food and then how that food can then affect you otherwise in your health and your health endeavors. Okay. So again, thank you so much for listening to this. And next week we're going to start probably people have getting been getting a great response over these series. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to start creating series or themes for each month and kind of keep it going in the same thing and talk about different themes and stuff. I kind of like that. And then it gives you something to look forward to the next week. And you kind of like, we play off of the different stuff and kind of build on it. So again, come on over, join the conversation in our Facebook group at Well Woman Network. 360. Um, and our tagline over there is that we may all be on different health paths, but we're all on the same wellness journey because ladies, we may be getting there different ways, but I hope that everybody who listens to this podcast is on that wellness journey. And I am so honored to be your guide and to help you become the hero in your story, in your business, when it comes to all the things regarding your health. All right. So thank you so much. Hope you have a very blessed week. Bye for now.